This podcast features topics about sexual assault and rape. Discretion is advised. If you're seeking help, the National Sexual Assault Hotline is 1-800-656-4673. It's time we start bringing our attention to something a little closer to campus. It's happened to your friends, your roommate, the girl who sits across from you in class, and the boy you pass on the way back to your dorm. It's sexual assault and rape, and it's time we talked. You're listening to Call It What It Is, a five-part podcast that focuses on sexual assault on college campuses by featuring victim stories and the resources that are available to them. I'm your host, Rachel Bandy, and it's time we started calling it What It Is. On the final episode of Call It What It Is, I will be sharing two Marquette victim stories, one through the telling of what happened and the other through a poem. In the first victim's story, a Marquette junior felt like maybe she wasn't raped because she had consented to sex before. This is a common feeling, but just because you have consented to sex with someone previously does not mean they have a right to your body at any time. Whether it is your significant other, spouse, or lover, sex against your will is rape. She also felt like maybe because she was drunk that she was part of the blame. When alcohol is involved, victims tend to blame themselves. It is important to remember that regardless of the circumstance, the only one responsible for the assault is the person who committed it. You did not ask to be sexually assaulted, nor did you deserve it. Rape is a crime of opportunity. If someone is so drunk they don't remember what happened the next day, they were too drunk to give consent. I went out with my friends, and this guy that I didn't know, I started talking to. We were upstairs attic and I thought that he seemed really nice and he like wanted to get to know me and suddenly like I turned around and like all my friends were gone and it was fine I was like whatever like this kid's really nice like he seems like a good kid Um, and then he lured me into his bedroom but it didn't it didn't seem weird at all and yes I was intoxicated I wasn't in like the right state of mind And we kept talking about, like, I would say deeper things than, like, what you would normally have, like, with conversations when you're drunk. So I kind of trusted this kid, like, right off the bat. Then he started kissing me, like, very intensely. And I was kind of like, okay, this is fine. I'm okay. I'm kind of comfortable with this. And then he started getting more aggressive and he took all of my clothes off and I was I don't know at that point it was more of like I didn't feel like I was myself anymore watching myself from outside of my body like it was an outer body experience because I felt like why would I be doing that and right when I came to senses I realized like what actually was happening and that I didn't want it, but it was like, I felt like it was too late, and saying no was something that I wanted to say, and I was screaming it in my head, and I think it was hard for me to realize what was going on, and like, to know like, oh, this was wrong, and I felt completely wrong, because he didn't really ask, and it was just like, this was a normal thing. I don't know, I... I don't think it was okay, and it then happened again, 
but this time I just woke up in his room and it was the most scariest, uh, it was like the scariest morning of my life. I just woke up and my, it wasn't my room and I had no idea where I was and I was searching for my phone, my, like, my clothes, everything, and he, like, trying not to wake him up because I was so uncomfortable, and then I finally got to leave, but I was like, oh, hey, and he was like, he never, ever asked, like, oh, like, text me if you get home safe, or, like, do you need a walk home, like, and that's, I think, like, what really, like, made it clear to me that it was, like, completely a hookup to him, which was fine, but, like, it wasn't fine, and it, like, wasn't okay, and it wasn't something that I had planned or wanted, and I think that's kind of the worst part about it, and, you know, me opening up about this now is, it makes me realize how much I didn't want it, and how, like, not okay it is still, and, it's good that I'm realizing that because I'm having finally closure with it. I will now list a few of the suggestions that HelpGuide.org gives to help someone cope with what has happened to them. Reach out to someone you trust. Sometimes you feel like if you don't talk about what happened, then maybe you'll feel like it never did. But in order to heal, you have to acknowledge what has happened to you. Reaching out to help is one of the best ways. Reach out to someone you trust who will be there for you, believe you, and respect you. Assign responsibility to the person it belongs to, the rapist. You may have feelings of guilt, but if you acknowledge the truth of what happened, it will be easier to accept that you are not responsible. Take care of yourself physically and mentally. When dealing with trauma, it's important to eat right, exercise, and get a good amount of sleep. Lastly, I will be sharing a poem written by a victim of sexual assault. She has chosen to remain anonymous, so her voice has been altered. It's late. It's late and I'm drunk and I'm crying. And I knew that friends could fuck you over, but never like this. I black in, I black out. I wake up the next morning and see all the evidence from the night before. Remnants of my drunkenness and remnants of your injustice. My own skin isn't mine and my body does not belong to me but I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. Months pass, I'm okay, but I'm in bed and I'm drunk and there's a boy. Nothing is wrong, but I freeze, something changes. It's late and I'm drunk and I'm crying. He's my friend, I'm into this, yes, of course, but something in my mind takes over and my consciousness isn't mine anymore. I'm drunk and I'm crying and he holds me and he tells me it's okay, but the more I apologize and the more he tells me it's okay, the more I realize it's not, and I'm not okay. But now that I've admitted that to myself, I see hope for healing, and I realize that it needs to come from within myself because I still own my body and my mind, and I'm not going to let someone take that away from me. Friends can fuck you over in every sense of the word, and it'll haunt you, it'll haunt you, I've seen that. But you have the potential and the power to bring yourself back. Thank you for listening to my series, Call It What It Is. I'm your host, Rachel Bandy. I hope you have learned you are not alone in what has happened to you, and there are resources that you could reach out to that are more than willing to give you a voice and help in any way you need it. Let's call attention to what's happening. Let's educate people on sexual assault, and let's call it what it is.